0: Good morning or afternoon or I don't know whenever you're listening to this it doesn't really matter because this is the Money Lab podcast my name is Matt Avinici today is part 2 of the three part trilogy of the great website optimization experiment this is the great website optimi- optimization experiment number 2 electric boogaloo and again if you get that reference you old let's get into it Matt, here we are. Welcome to the Money Lab podcast. I know we're back. It's great. I love doing it. I know you love listening to it. If you do love listening to it, hit me up on Twitter at Matt or shoot me an email, matt at moneylab.co. I want to hear from you. Before we get into today's, to, to today's episode, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab itself and I have a wonderful, wonderful cheat sheet that you can download for 100% free called the Perfect Blog Post Cheat Sheet, and it will help you craft the perfect post that'll rank and convert. And what do I mean by that? It's gonna help you craft better posts so that you can gain more traffic on Google, you know, optimize that on-page SEO. It's gonna help you increase your affiliate link click-through rate so that you actually make more money. And it'll show you some of the things, actually a lot of what came uh, from the, a lot of what's in the perfect blog post cheat sheet is a result of these three optimization experiments i've done since 2018 so for the last four years all compiled into one pdf and possibly more and finally uh, you know if you got a digital product to sell i can help you increase the 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 conversion rate on that and that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode specifically is We're not really gonna touch on affiliate marketing here. We're gonna touch on selling digital products and how to increase the conversion rate of those. But here's the thing, little spoiler alert, didn't really work. (laughs) It worked a little, but uh, there's a reason it didn't work is because the timing of this experiment. Like I said in the last episode, I run a seasonal business with Swim University. So it really depends on when I'm doing these optimization tests because in the last experiment, I did it in April, which was kind of like right before pool season, right? May, June, July is kind of my in-season. In July is even when you start to kind of taper off. August is kind of dead. September picks back up with pool closings, but then after that, it's kind of done for the for the year. Um, so I think it was better that I did it in April. This time, I did it in kind of the end of July, So, it was kind of past uh, the prime pool season, if you will. So, as far as the conversion rates are concerned, uh, didn't really increase them. That said, a lot of what I did in 2018, this was all done in 2020. So, I updated this uh, August 18th of 2020. Wow, did I really do this during the freaking, you know, know. yeah. I guess I did. I guess I did. Um, So... I, there are some really good things. There are actually some things that I did in this experiment that I honestly think led to more sales in the future, but I couldn't see that at the time because it was just the 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 buyer frenzy was incorrect. But I think the things that I did in in this year certainly paid off. Uh, you know, in twenty twenty one. Also, there's uh, something that I did not mention between 2018 and 2020 when we're when this experiment took place uh we're specifically going to talk about and i just want to read you again can i double my revenue on my website without adding any new products doing it by optimizing what's already there using free online tools so this is literally a sequel of the last experiment now part three is not a sequel or sorry it's it's not a uh, yeah it's not a sequel it's kind of a totally different thing we it's almost like a uh, you know it's reimagined it's a remake if you will okay you know it's like Mary Poppins two or or Jurassic World I guess is that a re, is that like a reimagining of no because uh, that took place prior it's like Spider Man like any of them <laughs> anyway doesn't matter okay so. Uh, what's the goal here? The, in, in this experiment, I'm only focusing on increasing product sales. We're not talking about uh, affiliate marketing. Uh, this was the year that Amazon Amazon actually slashed my commissions in 2020, like right at the beginning of you know the pandemic, and kind of fucked me and everybody else over. <laughs> so, uh, just you know, I, I honest if I'm being honest with you right now, like I don't really focus on affiliate marketing all that much. You know, it's kind of like, you know, who cares? It's just bonus money to me. I'm more concerned about my own products. Now, okay, so if we go uh, thinking back to uh, 2019, August 2019, to be specific, I did something that was pretty uh, significant to my business. Okay, I switched from using gumroad as as what I was selling my products through and I switched to a company called podia or or as I like to call it podia cuz I'm from you know south jersey uh so podia is a kind of an all-in-one platform now what's crazy is if we go back to what I was uh, uh you know back to that um That post before you know the the first thing I want to say uh, let me just let me just try to scroll back see if I can find it okay so you so you know that I made thirty five thousand dollars roughly in product revenue in 2017 well I'm happy to report in 2020 that just in June in one month I made forty four thousand so all year, going from thirty-five thousand all the way up to forty-four thousand dollars a month. Well, in June, so again, seasonal. Right, that's like peak month. Okay, and that was a big increase over even last year's numbers. Okay, now part three of this, I'm I think it's going even up even more, and I did all kinds of shit for that one. So, uh, just kind of going back. I, you know, back in the other experiment, I had just a pool care handbook that was $49 and a hot tub handbook that was $49. I increased the price. I added a third product called the ultimate money saving guide for pool owners. And I priced that at $24. Okay. So that's how this money was made. Uh, Now I'm pretty sure now I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit like taken. I was reading this. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, there was a course uh, involved with this too. So I'm trying to look to see if, you know, uh, yeah. So the, so the 2020 plan was to just increase, uh, you know, obviously gather milestones and data, right? Total page views broken down by page, which pages were getting the most click-through rate to my sales page. And then... Uh, the total page count on my sales page, and then how many visitors convert to a sale. So basically, you know, how many people can I increase going to my sales page? And then how many people on the sales page can I increase into customers? It's kind of the kind of the thing there. My optimization tasks were basically to improve the click-through rate from articles to sales page and then improve conversions on the sales page. Really, really simple stuff, okay? Um, not really, really much to do here, but this was one of the more frustrating experiments that I've done because it involved a lot of AB testing. Now, the big thing I think, uh, that I started with is improving the click through rate from my articles to my sales page. Again, same thing I did in the first challenge or the first experiment, except I, I just wanted more data to work with on the sales page so that I could increase the conversion rate on the sales page. And, and and you know, just it, having more people put eyeballs on the sales page would mean that I would just have more data to work with. So if I did an A-B test on the sales page, I might have a result faster, if that makes sense, okay? So, uh, again, I used Google Optimize to do this because it's a free tool, uh, and this was something I, I guess I, you know, again, using a tool like Google Optimize is um, it's a little frustrating because it's not as easy as just putting, putting the code on your page and uh, saying to Google Optimize, okay, I want this page to be different. Here's how I want it to be different. And I want you to track conversions on clicking this button. You kind of have to have that all set up in Google Analytics first before, you, you know, you have to have your goal set up in Google Analytics before you can use Google Optimize. And with Google Optimize, it's gonna slow down your site. So just be aware that if you're gonna do these experiments, you know, you're gonna have some issues with page speed. I mean, that's just a, you know, you'd think because Google owns Google Optimize, that they would, you know, make it a little faster, perhaps. But I guess with the amount of, you know, processing that needs to be done in order to create this, it's it's tough. so, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, okay. So, I this is where I, I, I want to talk about, like, frustration points and really not understanding, and I'll be honest with you, like, not understanding A-B testing. I tried a lot of multivariant testing, and I just don't have the traffic for that, which you're like, you know, if you know how the try, it's a lot of traffic. You know, 5 million visitors a, a year is, is, is a lot of people. But trying to do five different headlines, yeah. You know, it's it's just to try one or, you know, try two A, B, not A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. Like I did. It was a big mistake. Okay. So I first, there was, there was like, so I have these like, um, these display boxes that appear in the middle of my posts. Uh, These are all custom coded by me with a short code. And I just add the short code to the middle of the post and it's a, it's a promotes my product. It's the same on every single page. So if, if I change one thing on one page, it changes it on all the pages, if that makes sense. It's not like I have a specific sales box you know, on specific pages that has different copy and images or whatever. It's the same all the way through. Probably fine, because I don't like the idea of having different copy on every single page and then trying to optimize per page. I like trying to optimize site-wide make big swathy changes and and see what happens. Uh, And I really sort of micro tested this. So the way that the, I'll try to explain it. The way that the box looks right now, or or at the start of this test is you had on the left side, you had my handbook. So it was a big uh, image of my book, right? The cover. And then on the right side, you had a headline, which the headline in my case read "Frustrated by adding chemicals and trying to keep your c- pool clear all the time?" question mark And then a two sentence little description, which read like right underneath the headline, which read on still still on the right side. We cut out all the confusion of pool maintenance in this easy to read illustrated ebook and video course, and it'll help you save a hundred dollars on pool care right away. And then it had "Click here to learn more" button underneath that. And I literally had the words click here to learn more all in the button. And my thought process behind adding all that insane uh, call to action is because I I think a lot of my viewers or I know a lot of my readers are older and I just needed to be very explicit. Click here, grandma. (laughs) Uh, I think it works. I mean, I don't know. So I I did some I, I first I wanted to try five different headline formulas, A, you know, multivariant test that, then tried like five different images to see which one would work, and then descriptions, and then button, CTA, color, all that stuff. Um, in hindsight, I think I should have just done, <laughs> instead of trying to micro test each one of those pieces, uh, I would have one, started with the image. If I was gonna test anything big, it would have been the image then the headline i don't think descriptions really matter i don't think buttons uh really matter it's like you're you're just splitting hairs at that point you know i think if i were to do this experiment over again i would have created completely different ads like different headline uh different image different text different color you know completely change it the other thing I probably would have done, and oh, that's one test I would have done. The other one I would have done is just images. I would have just just focused on image and trying to get people to stop the scroll. It's the same principles I'm kind of learning over at Facebook when I'm doing Facebook ads and A-B testing those. The The biggest bang for your buck when it comes to A-B testing ads for Facebook is the media, <laughs> is like the image or the video and and, and comparing video to images, all of those things, that's gonna be really the biggest bang for your buck. The text, it's important, but it's not gonna like really move the needle as much as your image is going to be. And so I would attest to that. Now, headlines are super important. I don't think they're as important on Facebook because they're kind of the last thing you see in an ad. Whereas on this, it's kind of the first thing you see on the ad or the second thing you see on an ad. So I do think headlines are important but I would have done a b testing okay instead if you go to read this post which you can read at moneylab.co website dash optimization dash2 the the number two um you'll see that I just like kind of just kept you know bashing my head against the wall right and I was I was following miles Beckler who was helping me kind of through these a b tests I don't think we I don't think we were yeah he was helping me but basically You know he runs a a a split test for seven days and then you know he's looking for uh seven days or really two weeks with two saturdays two wednesdays etc and then he wants to see a total of 500 conversions or a minimum of a thousand visits and i'm like holy crap like (laughs) like visits i can do 500 conversions that would be that would be great if i could get that in two weeks uh for this post so yeah i I tried that, and then uh I just you know created better uh you know and and kind of going back what I was saying is i i micro tested all these little pieces of this little ad, but I should have been testing the whole friggin thing like the whole thing at once, and so uh jay abram has a uh a mantra that's test screams, not whispers, right so test like completely different headlines, colors, but I changed like the image, I changed the text, I changed the headline, I changed the button, I made it bigger, I made it different colors, Uh, still nothing. (laughs) You know, like I got, (coughs) excuse me. I I got like a 0.03 conversion rate, like increase. I was like, okay, not really moving the needle here. And I started getting kind of too in my head where I was like, started to ask questions to the audience and and trying to use their words, and it just like sometimes I think it you know we just tend to overcomplicate things as human beings, <laughs> you know, and and it's just like uh, the other thing is maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but I feel like I mean I, I mean I fucking did word clouds. I know what words these people use. I've been in the industry for forever. <laughs> like, what's my word cloud gonna? My word cloud came up maintenance, pool, clean. It's like, come on, man. Like, what do you, you didn't need, you didn't need that, you know? And, and I thought I was doing all this research and I thought I was collecting all this data. It's a fucking wasted time, honestly. You know your audience. I hope you know your audience you've probably had an engagement with them in some capacity, right? You know, you may, I hope you're in your industry that you're writing about, and perhaps you're not and you need to do a little bit more research, but I don't think you need to talk to that many people in order to find out, you know, what they're struggling with. It's pretty obvious, and especially in my industry, uh, which is like uh, my pool's not clear or like I'm tired of dealing with water chemistry. It's pretty, It's pretty obvious. <laughs> you know, it's like there's really not that many other things it could be. So... I know that the outcome they want. I know what they are struggling with. And for some reason I thought, oh, it's gotta be something I'm not tapping into. It's gotta be something hidden. It's not, it's right there on the, on the, on the surface. Uh, so yeah. Um, I was just testing all kinds of different things, but I will say that one of the best things to come, uh, there was two, two, I think maybe I'll say two things that came from this experiment that I, firmly believe in today it is like so it is solidified in my brain as the right way to do something okay the first thing is site design i somebody had to point it out to me and this was before was this before yeah no i was doing a lasso right so i had been working on doing the redesign of lasso which is a plugin that I worked on. It's an affiliate marketing plugin. If you want it, go to moneylab.co slash lasso. But I was working on designing a UI for technically a plugin, but really like a SaaS product. And I had never really built a UI before or had to think about building UI for paying users. And I started looking into uh, Google's material design. And I actually have a whole post on MoneyLab about this. If you want to read it, it's, a uh, Oh, before I forget, uh, it is under, I think, SaaS Makeover. Yeah, so it's called Extreme Makeover SaaS Edition as the name of the post. And in that post, I talk about how I learned about this really basic color structure of a website to not confuse people. And I had applied that information. I had applied all, everything I learned to the Lasso UI, but I had not yet applied it to any of my own sites. So Swim University has always been a combination of four colors. It's been blue as the primary color, orange as my secondary color, and that's literally those two are the two colors in the logo. And then there's the white background and the black text, right? Th- those have always been the four colors of Swim University. However, my stupid brain, and, and, and this is not stupid, but it's it's just like my brain thought that buttons should be green right because green means go (laughs) and buttons are green so that's what I thought and so I ended up making all the buttons on the site green and then not using the primary color enough and then kind of ignoring the secondary color I think I maybe had the button for subscribing to the email newsletter orange but then Everything in the post that had a button like this, um, this ad that I, I did had a green button, and somebody had pointed it out to me, like, "Hey, man, like you know, on your site, your 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 color structure is all over the place. Like, you know, is that important? Is that going to move the needle?" I think it's one. I think it just makes psychologically everything more clear, right? It's like I know I came to the site and I see an orange button and now i whenever i see a an orange color it's signifying to the to the person especially the new person the, especially the person who's never been to your site before they know that that button means I, i'm going to click it and it's going to take me somewhere or it's going to it's a it's a button right orange is button um thankfully the primary color being blue for Swim university, that's always the link color, right? And and that's a that that is one of those things where it's like everyone sees logos as or sorry sees links as blue. Uh, I didn't want to make the links orange because then they're really really difficult to see, and so I stuck with blue there. Now, if you look at Money Lab and the color structure there, I have it's a four you know it's a four piece color structure as well. You have your uh, black, white, right? Primary color being green, secondary color being pink. And so I use pink uh, because it's such a bright, uh, powerful pink. I use that for links and I use it also for button color. So it does work well on that site. Same thing with uh brew cabin. My secondary color is blue. And that's what my link color is. doesn't mean you have to be it that way, but you know, it's not, that that's basically me saying like, Oh, one of your colors has to be blue. If your links are gonna be blue, that's not true. Um, you know, my my links are not blue on money money lab, and it works so just just something to keep in mind so just that alone, you know somebody bringing that to my attention and me doing it I think was huge for me uh this and and just huge for conversion and just clarification to especially new readers. the second thing that was really interesting and i and again still uh still very much gung ho about this. Piece of advice: Write lead-in copy. This is uh, something I include, I think, in my in my cheat sheet where I'm talking about. I have a, a, a an ad for my product or any product doesn't matter. I have an ad. Could be an affiliate link. Write lead-in copy to sell that to massage people into like wanting to click that link as opposed to just putting a link on a page hoping people are going to click it. Those two things were like huge for me. And just just clarifiers. Are they, you know, did I measure those to just see if they actually, you know, increased revenue? No, but I'm almost 100% confident that they did. I just didn't measure it directly. And and it, would it have a huge impact? I don't know, but I'm assuming probably not. But, but an impact? Sure. Here's what worked in this whole thing, okay? Uh, and I think again, a lot of these things paid off the, the, the next year. What worked is redesigning that the, the call to action box for the products to make it stand out. So and, so what I had originally was, you know, a, a really boring image and I had a really you know, muted, I was using the muted colors. And so it just never stopped the scroll. People are scrolling through your page, and it, the 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 imagery wasn't powerful enough or eye catching enough to make someone stop. And so I changed that. I made the background in the in the ad dark, which made the orange button stick out, which made the copy stick out, which made the you know the image stick out. All of those things. Writing leading copy, which which I just mentioned. A/B testing images in that call to action box. I changed it from just a picture of an ebook, you know, like a plain, a very. You should see it. It's a very plain ebook, not like the you know the ones you see from like 1994 internets, you know, where it's like a 3D drop shadow uh, ebook. You know, it's like looks like a book just like standing upright in the middle of an empty void. (laughs) Not that. It was just like a flat design kind of book. Uh, but I changed it to look like an iPad, so I modernized it a bit and added a play button because it's a video course. So I, I played up the video course uh, aspect of the product and not the book aspect of the product. And I believe that that helped me the most. Um, it definitely increased the click-through rate. And then again, redesigning the website to make the things that need to be clicked more clickable by uniforming the color structure. What didn't work? Headline. And and why didn't the headline in that box work? Because I nailed it. This is the problem. I, this was the cycling through of the, of the nonsense that I was, I was driving myself through, which is uh, I know the industry. I know what people struggle with. I've literally been doing it since I was 13 years old. And so I'm sitting here thinking, nope, it's gotta be something special gotta be I got to be able to discover it I got I need more data nerd crunch um no I know and I and I apparently nailed it cuz I just like and I was trying to like find different ways to say the same thing ultimately I had it right but it, you know maybe it's it's worth in your industry if you don't know them enough whatever the other thing that didn't work was just me being friggin' impatient because you do need to let these things run uh, I I mean I I'm, I'm 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 discovering that with Facebook You know, I'm running these ads. I'm checking them every hour. Let's be honest. Come on. I'm not, you know, I can't just sit there and leave them alone. I I just put, I just, I just created a $5 ad, $5 a day ad. I want to know if that thing works. I want to make sales. I want to know if it works. Got to just let it sit. Go do something else. You know, go work on something else. Ignore it. For let it just, let it collect. Let it do its thing. Being patient. So... I do think uh, testing is important, you know, In the at the end of the day. And I do think that um, I think micro testing little things that don't matter. You know, I think it, going back to Jay Abrams quote is the best thing you can remember, which is test screams, not whispers, you know, test big swathy changes. You know, if you have an idea that you think is like, oh, this is like a better offer. Not just a better uh, headline, or not just a better you know button color. <laughs> That's an easy thing to test. Test an entirely different product, <laughs> you know. Test an entirely different uh, uh, downloadable lead map, whatever it is. That's what's going to work. Or you'll get really clear that like you know the, you know one of the most frustrating parts is is when you had it right the first time, <laughs> and then when you're like, fuck, man, I just like created a new. I just created this whole new cheat sheet that no one wants. I, I, start, I, you know, I tested a checklist versus a cheat sheet. Everyone wants the damn cheat sheet. It's the first thing I came up with. Uh, all right, well, let me, I got another idea. Let's try that one. Damn, they like the first thing again. My God, what, do I, what am I doing? Well, you're learning, right? You're learning that, you know, you're learning. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't do it right the first time. And, you, you know, hopefully you get the other, other side of it. Anyway, that's the great website optimization experiment to Electric Boogaloo. And uh, yeah, there was a lot to be learned from it. Pretty simple, more simple than um, I think the last one. The next one, part three, which is coming up next week, is going to be that that was like a friggin game changer, my friends. Game changer. Uh, it's all thanks to Miles Beckler, who I mentioned in this episode. And I will be mentioning heavily in in episode three of this three-part series on optimizing your website. Uh, So, hope you enjoyed it. Again, go over to moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. Get that cheat sheet. It's free, you know. I didn't even have to test that one. (laughs) I knew it was going to work, you know. Uh, we'll talk about cheat sheets in the next episode, but yeah, go check it out—the uh, perfect blog post cheat sheet. Download it for free over at moneylab.co/slash cheat sheet, and check out uh, Money Lab in general, moneylab.co. Uh, also, if you're out there in Radio City Land and you want to say hello, please email me man at moneylab.co because uh, again, I'm just you—you just look like a number on a page to me uh, in this podcasting world. I love that's why I love YouTube more than. Uh, The podcasting arena, because with YouTube, I can put out a video and start getting people to respond immediately and I can have a whole dialogue with the podcast. I put this out there. And it's like crickets, you know, as far as communication. So I'm glad that I've been saying this in episodes because people have been reaching out to me. And that's been awesome. You know, just just email me Matt at MoneyLab.co or, uh, you know, also. uh, if you have a question about anything, please just shoot me an email. I'm I'm answering all my own emails. I know people don't believe that, but I definitely do. I, I enjoy it. Send me a question. If you got a question, I will I'll bring it up on a show on an episode of this of this podcast or I'll bring it up on a the YouTube show, one of the YouTube shows. Anyway, that's it. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.